0: Welcome to Naturally Happy, the radio show and podcast. I'm Dr. Vidya Reddy. Are you ready to ignite your life? Because it's time to foster your happiness, your relationships, and your health. If you want to live with more passion, experience more freedom, and of course, have so much fun, you're in the right place. So close your eyes, open your ears, and your heart, and join me on your journey to living happy naturally. Hello, and welcome back to the Naturally Happy Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. My name is Dr. Vidya Reddy. I'm so grateful that you're back. I'm all about creating a community of purposeful, happy people. People who want to find their happiness and serve others through it. And if you believe in what I'm doing, please subscribe, rate, and review the show it would mean so very much to me. In this episode, I'd like to share some insight into not the fear of failure, but the fear of success. Yep, you heard me. The fear of success. One has heard so often in our world about fears of failure, and it was presented a while ago as a revolutionary understanding that there is also what is known as the fear of success. And it became something of a catchphrase, something of a buzzword, that we often heard, your problem is that you have a fear of success. And it's true for many people. Ironically, for many people, the fear of success is much bigger than the fear of failure. You have learned through conditioning, from the time that you were a very tiny infant, to cope with and deal with failure. Every one of us has failed many, many times. You can and you do cope with failure, and likewise, you have come to face success as well. However, the conditioning to deal with and cope with success is never as thorough or as frequent. Therefore, truly so, success is more frightening than failure is. However, the fear of success became such a catchphrase, such a witty, wise thing to say, that no one stopped to look at, well, what does this really mean? The psychological concepts are explained in terms of contractual agreements with our parents. They are contracts like, I will never follow your footsteps, daddy. I will never be better than my dad. Or they come in living up to the parental expectations, the slot that you were put in, your place in the family constellation. Lots of psychological concepts were presented, and again, they are very correct. But here's what to look at now at this monumental time in our lives. I could elaborate for hours on each of these dynamics, but briefly the mechanisms are as follows. One. First of all, success is scary because the weight one gives to it. The weight one places on what it means. If you hold it inside that success means you're smarter, craftier, wiser, or slicker in the negative meaning of the word than others, then success is frightening indeed. If you hold that because you're successful, you are therefore superior to or better than other people, that you're entitled, that you're endowed, that you have the right to be arrogant, then success is absolutely scary. When we hold that success validates us as being good and whole and right and true, or when we hold that success exonerates us from things that would make a less successful person have to work with forgiveness, which truly does relieve the past, then success is certainly scary. If we attach these kinds of meanings, we weigh down success. Here's success, this thing, this essence. If you hang on to it, all these weights of better than, smarter, craftier, we make it far too heavy. And if we make it so heavy, it begins to wobble and indeed then collapse. Therefore, I say success is scary because of the weight one gives to it. Furthermore. It's scary because it never does any of those things. Success never does make you smarter. It never does vindicate or validate you. It never does exonerate you or make you a perfect person. And if you hold that it will, success becomes very frightening. So the first thing that makes success really scary is the weight that is attached to it. Number two. What's also frightening about it is that success is a part of a creative dynamic. Whenever something is created, there's always something else that is destroyed. This is why it's referred to as the courage to create, because there's always that conflict. As you create something, something else is destroyed. If nothing else, ignorance is destroyed. And this very dynamic of creativity also applies to success. It'll often be followed with guilt. Feeling guilty that you've done something, that you've changed the order of things, that you've stepped outside of the normal range. And there may even be a feeling of doubt. Have I done it right? What if I'm not heading in the right direction? It's so very strange. I often hear so many people who are succeeding wonderfully well, but their fear is. yes, but. What if this wasn't what I was meant to do? What if I was supposed to become something else? Suppose my destiny was something else. What if I've somehow managed to land in this arena of success and I'm flying along like crazy and one day I'll wake up and realize I've missed the boat? Doubt. And the concern around that, that's a part of the creative function. Therefore, I would suggest here it's frightening. Number three, success is also frightening because success carries chaos with it. It's called success light chaos. But in our world, we're geared and conditioned to have no chaos at all. It's an outgrowth of adolescence where life is so absolutely unbelievably chaotic that you try to stabilize it with the absolutes. I describe it as the always's and the nevers. The blacks and the whites of adolescence. And you have to come out of that period with the belief above all, you should not have chaos. Above all, have things orderly and smooth. And success has chaos, it brings chaos. Success, therefore, erupts and brings forth what I call the root emotion. Whenever success occurs, it brings out the dark side of self turmoil and trouble. Therefore, of course, whenever chaos exists, chaos brings the eruption, or at least the disturbance of the dark side. It brings out the dark law, that basic, unbelievable truth that we hold on to. I can never be happy, or I will never be successful or the various negative beliefs that we've now somehow made into a law. Chaos brings questioning and the issue of reviewing self. All chaos does, whatever kind, be it physical or emotional, mental or spiritual, it also brings up issues from the past, issues from childhood. So there are a number of reasons success is scary in and of itself. And we can understand that it is scary and we can anticipate certain of these fears, then I would suggest you can resolve them. Number four, one of the biggest reasons success is scary is because of what I call a faulty foundation. Let's look at this a little bit closer. When you build a house, you lay a foundation and do all the things that are proper according to code. Then, based on the foundation, you plan to erect maybe a two story residence. Well, if in the midst of waiting for that foundation to dry, you decide and think, I think I'll make better use of the space and build a 10-story skyscraper on fault, absolutely the foundation won't hold. What I mean by the foundation is the motivation. Why do I want to be successful in the first place? If the reason is not solid, if it's not the proper foundation, solid or not, then it's going to lean, going to tip, and it will eventually crack and crumble. And success, like a house of cards, will come tumbling down. And here's what I mean by faulty foundation. If you're trying to be successful in order to punish someone, that's a faulty foundation. I'll show them. All those kids in school who said I never amount to anything, I'll show them. I'll go back and rub their noses in it. Or I'll show my father or I'll show my mother or I'll get them and make them suffer. I'm going to be successful and then I'll walk all over them. Needless to say, those are faulty motivations. Bear in mind, I didn't say they were wrong or bad. We're not judging them. What I'm simply saying is that they can't weather the weight of success. If you're doing it to validate yourself, It's a faulty foundation. Vindication is a fascinating thing because our consensus reality tells us to do things to vindicate yourself. It never works. Vindication has never worked. I made a mistake, so now I'm going to do it right and then I'll somehow expunge the record. No, forgiveness works. Vindication doesn't. Therefore, if you're going to succeed to vindicate yourself. For example, if you tell yourself, Gosh, I really screwed up in my 20s, and now in my 40s, I'm going to be a triumphant success, and that will expunge the record, it won't work. It never does. Even if you have a magnificent success, it never erases anything. And I might add that forgiveness can, but not vindication. And if you're doing something as a way to win approval, to win praise to win acceptance of another it's also a faulty motivation again i'm not saying it's a bad motivation what i'm getting at what i'm saying is that it's too weak it can support this much or a certain amount success for approval for praise but it can't support that much more or beyond a certain amount when you pile this much on okay but more than that, it starts to wobble and crumble. Indeed, you can sabotage yourself and end up punishing yourself simply because the foundation, the motivation, the reason you want to be successful is faulty. So, from the weight of what you attach to that success, to the very foundation underneath it, from the creative process to the chaotic process in between, those are four very specific reasons. And there are others, which I won't go into right now, why success is indeed scary. Now, if you can understand that for yourself, then you can change your motivations. You can rebuild and restructure a whole different foundation for being successful. You can take the weight off and realize that it's not going to make you smarter or better than or give you license. You can be prepared for the chaos when it comes. You can work with it you can handle it. You don't have to freak out and run away. You can be prepared for the guilt and doubt that's going to arise in the very dynamic of creativity. Now, when success comes, it doesn't have to be scary. And whatever fear is remaining, you can make it right. You can have the confidence to know that you can overcome it. Now, certainly, there are a certain number of approaches and techniques one can work with. But that, in a nutshell, is what I'm talking about when one looks at the fear of success. And similarly, I have talked about fear itself. Fear is scary, yes? Everyone knows that, but no one really stops to look at why it's scary. Certainly, indeed, fear is scary because it threatens not so much death, although the threat of destruction is a part of it. Mainly, it's scary because it threatens impotence. Here's an example of what I mean. Perhaps you're not so much afraid of dying as you're afraid of pain in the process of dying. And even scarier is feeling that pain and not dying and therefore having to live the rest of your life with that. That impotence, that's the threat that fear offers. More than that, fear threatens the withdrawal of affection. Fear threatens the exposure of the dark side of self. Fear also threatens the exposure of the light side of self. Positive qualities that people have, that they've similarly learned to tuck away. It's what psychologists call the shadow. The dark shadow and the light shadow. Fear threatens to expose them both. Fear threatens also to produce or generate destruction. It threatens that you'll be totally obliterated, totally demolished. And short of that, you won't have the gift of death, but that you'll have to survive. And fear blackmails. Fear says if you don't watch out, we're going to cause you to have love withdrawn. You're going to end up all alone and lonely. Or we're going to expose you, and everyone will see your ambition and your aggressiveness and the pride and hostility and all those ugly things you thought you had hidden so well. Or worse yet, we're going to expose you. They're going to see your power and strength and talent and all the beautiful parts that you've hidden away. It's blackmail, just as if someone said, we're going to expose something, so you better pay up. Well, that's what fear does. It says, if you don't cooperate with us, If you're not going to be afraid of us, then we're going to do something, and you'd better pay up. And as with any blackmail, if you expose it, you're safe. Why would love be withdrawn? What would happen to intimacy, the caring? What is that dark side that you're so afraid of, or the light side that you're even more afraid of? What would be the potential physical damage or maiming or impotence that would be there? What is the loneliness that would be there? What is the loneliness that it really threatens? And as you expose that to yourself, then you reduce, not eliminate, but reduce why fear is so scary. Once you reduce it, then fear can once again become that instinct that is a natural part of you. The survival instinct of fight, flight, reproduce, and feed yourself it can become the teacher. Fear was your first teacher, the very first one you ever had. The fear of your mother withdrawing the nursing, the love, the nurturing. It is a great teacher. It is a motivator, certainly so. If necessity is the mother of invention, then I say that too often the father of invention is fear. It can be a great motivator, and I would suggest it also haunts and looms but it can also warn you, cause you to remind yourself and to keep within the boundaries of your own self and your own direction. Fear can be the boundary to let you know when you're getting off course. So it can be very positive if you take away the blackmail. And in that scope, once you remove the blackmail, then you can learn to work with fear. And it doesn't have to be so frightening. It doesn't have to be the enemy. In fact, it can become a strange, but nonetheless very valuable ally. And in this time, it is so important that people really not just say the words and let them pass on by, not just pay lip service to, fear of success, but that they also dig into it and really resolve these issues. At this time, in this decade, the greatest of fears and the greatest of joys will be there for humanity, in an individual and a collective way to embrace. As we learn to handle both our right of success and the mask or shadows of fear, then we can more readily choose the greatest joys and the greatest of dreams and work with and use those fears to implement them. I'd like to quickly go into three subconscious fears related to success that you might have and what to do with them. Number one, for some people, fear of appearing to be unspiritual i know that i struggled with this for some time as i started to become more and more successful it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of god rich people are greedy it's better to give than to receive these are little sayings that popped into my brain the minute i penned the words the fear of appearing to be unspiritual our relationship with money and spirituality has always been complicated. Actually, money is more like a symbol. A symbol for what we want, what we don't want, what we get, and what we can get. What we'd give away and what we hold on to tightly. What we'd do anything for. What we would never do. In short, money has tightly woven and complicated relationship with our integrity. Sellout. Over-ambitious. Selfish, upper self and shallow are a few labels that we have an avid fear of when we have an underlying fear of appearing to be unspiritual. And here's a strategy of what to do. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Not everyone will like you ever. Accept it. It doesn't matter how good or how kind you are. Instead, focus on who you want to serve and why. Whether it's at home, in your business, or in your community, get clear on what you're willing to give of yourself. Tithing is a spiritual practice that many successful people follow. It involves donating a percentage of your income, usually about 10%, back to a spiritual organization or charity. You can also tithe your time and energy through allocating an amount of time to other people without the desire to get anything in return. In other words, maintain your integrity by giving freely on a regular basis. Here's another fear of success. It's the fear of standing out. The fear of standing out can bring you to your knees. In the past, I had a ton of brilliant ideas that would have helped me stand out more in my medical practice, but I didn't execute them. Do you know why? I told myself it was because I didn't want the attention or all the hard work was not worth the effort. The biggest truth was that I was afraid to be extraordinary. We all know that blending in with the crowd is a lot easier. It means not dealing with rejection or worrying about the possibility of making someone else feel inadequate. Here's what to do. Read this magnificent quote by Marianne Williamson. Every time you read it, you feel like you've got schooled. I feel like it's so much more than just an inspirational quote. I think of it more as a prayer. In fact, I've printed this out. It's on my bathroom mirror and it's my go-to. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. There are all sorts of ninja mind tricks that you can use to overcome fear of standing out, whether it's for public speaking or simply just speaking your mind. One of my favorite things to do is to use the words even though. Simply say even though. Insert the situation how you feel. I'm open to, happy to, insert how you feel. Let me give you an example. Even though I have to give this talk in front of the class and I'm embarrassed, I'm open to giving a brilliant talk and feeling really good about it. Now, just be awesome. Here's another fear of success, and it's the fear of change. Change is a natural, organic part of life. Nothing really stays the same, but the thing is, you can feel like it does especially when it comes to the ins and outs of your own life from day to day. Success by its very nature means you now have or do or are experiencing something different, something you didn't have to before. And the catch-22 is that we really want this change on one level, but on another level it could scare the crap out of you. The thing is, when we fail at something, we know what to expect we're already used to living that way we do. On the other hand, success can be scary because it brings uncharted territory. Imagine if you've been overweight your whole life, what it would be like to be slim for the first time ever. How will a slim you dress? How will a slim you behave? How will a slim you hang out with? What is the lens of your life as a slim you? What is the lens of your life as a slim you? What about creating a business that brings in so much money that it's easy to share with and give to others? Yikes. You spend so much of your time juggling bills right now. Can you even imagine what new habits you might have to have if you were rich? What would you suddenly be would you suddenly be more wasteful? Would your children be ungrateful? What about a relationship? Starting or ending or moving. Change can be amazing or frustrating or liberating or scary. Quite often it's tedious, character building work. It's also inevitable. So the thing is, we should probably choose what we really want. And here's what to do. If change is inevitable, and it is, and then the first thing to do is to begin the process of getting absolutely clear on what you want. Write a description of the life you really want without judgment. Just let it pour out onto a piece of paper. Next, gather great support system around you. This could be sharing your vision of your life with someone you love and trust, joining a Facebook group of people who are going for the same goal, investing in a mentor or life coach, or reading a really good book that resonates with the description of the life that you really want or finding a really cool website that teaches you on how to live a happy life naturally. Hey folks, I couldn't help that one at self-promotion. naturally-happy.com is where it's all at. So, now what? Now breathe deeply. Success comes in stages. You'll always have the capacity to improve and strive for yet another success. When you're done breathing, look at the thing that you want the most right now. Break it down and focus on two things that you can do today. And then just be your own unique, awesome self. Thank you for joining me again on the Naturally Happy podcast. If you're finding these episodes helpful, I would love for you to share your awesome experience with others and the easiest way for new people to listen to this great podcast is to just refer them to www.naturally-happy.com slash podcast. That's naturally-happy.com slash podcast. With great love and respect, I hope this episode is real, authentic, and valuable. I've touched on a lot of points and I'd love to keep the conversation going. If you're finding these episodes helpful and this episode has been true to you, if it's inspired you and if it's given you great information, please help me. Help me get these messages out there. This podcast is listened to by many people every week, but it can do a lot better, but I can't do it alone. It's just me and a very, very, very small team. So I need your help and I'm asking you for your help. If it feels right to you, I'd love and appreciate it if you could share this episode with three friends in the next 60 minutes. Just do this, please. Together, the world shifts from misery and turmoil to love and happiness. The world shifts from busyness to productivity. You can either change the world or you can make excuses, but you cannot do both. So please share this episode with three people over the next 60 minutes so we get the messaging out there, so we plant the seeds, so we can help more people. We help people have more freedom and more happiness. And that's not the fake happiness, but the real happiness that lies in the seed of their hearts. In peace, love, and gratitude. Till next time.